Hello and welcome to the first episode of Agree to Disagree. I don't feel very welcome. Well, it's going to get a lot worse as we, as we go along. That's Justin Townsend. Hello. I'm Bobby Shortle. And uh, what is Agree to Disagree? It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> so if any of you have listened to Talking Games when I've been on there with Justin. Or Talking Comics when I've been on there with Bobby. Yeah, or somehow read our text messages back and forth. Which I think you posted on Twitter one time. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely one time where I posted something. Uh, there, I think it was one of the Bloodborne things. <sighs> I hate this game. It's two hours later. I just beat the game. <laughs> That's right. I was like, I want to break the disc in half. <laughs> and then you got a message in the morning like, I beat it. Yeah, I beat it. So we, we tend to argue a lot. We have very differing viewpoints uh, on things. Uh, the funny thing is, is we probably agree on probably like 95% of things, but the 5% that we disagree about it's it's very passionate passionate yes uh but the whole point of the show also is that w- w- we remain here sitting here as friends talking with each other we respect each other's opinions sometimes sometimes uh mass effect 3 i ending, was going to say is, mass effect horrible. 3 <laughs> uh, but but you know but the point of this is like you know there's a lot of a lot of disagreeing that goes around but the point of the agree to disagree is that we will argue passionately about our opinions but at the end of the day we're going to agree to disagree which means we're going to leave this table not hating each other. Magically, we've done that for over two years. It's now. true. It's true. There, when, we we I first had the idea for this show, what like over a year ago. Well over a year ago. And I remember we were talking about it one day, and then later on in that day, we had a forty-minute text argument about the beginning of the Dark Knight Rises. Terrific movie. And then we're talking about, and then a couple minutes later, it's like, well, you know what? I wanna. I want to do this, but like I don't want to like force fake arguments. It's like Justin, we just argued for forty minutes about a movie that came out five years ago. Yep, <laughs> that's the day I knew we were something special. <laughs> so yeah, so we're doing this. Um, you know, um, this week we're going to be talking about video game stuff. Yeah, uh, but you know, we we might we definitely might veer off into other things as well. I mean, if we had probably recorded this two weeks ago, we would have, or a week ago, we would have talked about. DC Rebirth. Uh, or Batman v Superman. Yes. Dawn of Justice. Um, we had our own agree to disagree via text message. <laughs> I don't think that was agree to disagree. I think that was like, you are, you're up, like, you're disturbing. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were like, well, the movie's like a four, what did you say, like a four out of ten for you? Yeah, probably. I was like, well, it was like a six, seven. Like, yeah. You're like, Batman's just straight up murdering dudes. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. Yep. Yep. And the way that you always... We, I think we both know this. The way to get uh, the rise out of the other one is to pretend like we just don't care about something. You mean when I go, meh. Meh, yeah. I know what the meh does. Um, so we know that about each other very, very well. So, you know, we have lots of talk about, um, like I said, we'll talk about movies. We'll probably talk about video games, talk about comics sometimes on here. Uh, and all, you know, we're, we're not really going to, we're not trying to manufacture any sort of conflict or anything like that. We're really just going to be you know, uh, talking about stuff, and we all, we obviously know each other, and we know the things that we tend to disagree on, so we're going to steer probably towards th- those things. And we have a couple of topics here, one of which we're going kind of in completely blind about. It, it, it was something that I think we both assumed we would agree to disagree about, uh, but we didn't really, we made sure we didn't talk about it to each other beforehand. So this could be a very boring conversation for all, for all I know uh, about what we're going to be talking about. So the, well, we won't bury the lead anymore. We're going to, we, we Final Fantasy 15. We got a release date announced September 30th. Um, ex- a release date leaked. Yeah, and then and then released uh, like three hours later. Yeah. Xbox One, PS4. Uh, no PC at, at this time, which I think surprised some people. Um, they did a big sort of uh, un- uncovered Final Fantasy thing where they uh, anime and a and a and a comic book and a movie and a lot of stuff. They're putting a lot into this. Yes. Um, this game that's been in development for. 10 years 10 years which started started life God. as uh final, final fantasy, fantasy versus, versus 13 and became final fantasy 15 um after about i think seven years of development or or whatever it might have been um and they released a there was a uh it wasn't even a demo i guess it was a because i don't think it's even in the game it was like this like demo chapter of the game that came out if you bought um final fantasy type zero hd it was like final fantasy 15 episode deuce k something uh, that that's already out, but you only you had to buy another game in order to play that demo. This one, the platinum demo, which came out on Xbox One and PS4, was for everybody. You you could yeah. download it and play it, and they made a pretty big deal about it on the stream. So I was like, okay, they made it v- well 
from judging from the websites that I visited, because I did not get to see the stream, they made a very big deal about it. And so I figured, look, I, like I have liked Final Fantasies before. Um, um, it's been a long time since I played through a Final Fantasy game. Uh, I, I would, I don't think I've ever talked about this with Justin, but I would assume he's never played any of them and hates the idea of them. I have never played a Final Fantasy game. And until that demo was coming out, and I, you know, I watched a little bit of the stream, and I was like, I have no interest. I mean, look at the hair. Like, I was just like, look at this hair. I can't deal with that. But uh, no, I, I, I mean, I when I was at PSX, I saw the the live gameplay of the remake of Final Fantasy VII, and I was like, oh, that looks like intriguing. But like, it's always just passed me by. Like, you know, I've talked a ton about this on the, you know talking games, but. The, the Final Fantasy games when they were on, you know, the Super NES, like I never had an SNES. Um, I had a PlayStation, but like never got into them when they switched over there. And then, I, you know, I know people laud 7. Uh, my All my friends are into it, or some of my friends are into it, but I just could never get into it. So, like, I know that there's things called Chocobos just from, like, generally hanging around people that like Final Fantasy. But the closest I ever came was 13. Okay. I yeah. thought about playing 13 and then just never got around to it. Um, I'll eventually play seven when it comes out. But we talked about this thing. It's like, oh, we should play. You know, for our first episode, we should play that Final Fantasy demo and see what it's like. Yeah. And so I played it. Yeah, I played it too. Uh, first of all, it's very short. I beat it in fifteen minutes. Yeah, I think it took me twenty-two minutes or something like that. I did a lot of running around and exploring as much as possible. Yeah, I went I a straight. Playing. I went in a straight line. Yeah, yeah. I think it took me twenty-five minutes. I think my clock was out when when I was done. Uh, I was very surprised by that starting off because I thought it was going to be much longer. Um, I thought it was at least going to be an hour uh, long. Just we, usually demos are longer than 20, 15, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. I thought, you know, especially because it's a Final Fantasy game, RPGs, like the, the, the how and why and the am I going to like this game comes from the, the experiencing of how that sort of long journey is, is going to be. And I think obviously in, and um, in 25 minutes, 50 minutes, you can't, you can't tell those kind of things. Um, if you're someone who's interested in, in playing a game like this um, and uh, this game does a lot of things very differently than if Final Fantasy games have done before. It's a, it's a real time battle system. It's much more like kingdom hearts. Yeah. I've never played a kingdom hearts game, but yeah. like old JRPGs have never, like the turn-based thing has never been a draw for me. Mm. It just never seemed appealing. I would watch people play and just be like, I do not understand what's going on here. Uh, so that, I mean, that was part of the reason that I stayed away and part of the reason I think now that, that like, these games have caught my eye at least a little bit. Mm. So what uh, what did you think overall of the, your 15 minutes with Final <laughs> Fantasy 15? Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, first of all, it's a very strange demo. Yes. You're playing in the... in. Uh, begins with an N. Noctis. Noctis. You're playing in his dream, mm -hmm. uh, where he encounters like a spirit animal. A carbuncle. Do not know what this that is. This is the Final Fantasy like creature. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, it's like a little cat? cat with like giant ears that has like a really stumpy, like almost bloody looking little horn on its yeah. on its head. Uh, it talks to you via text, text message, <laughs> which I thought was actually kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I thought it was okay. I thought the combat was interesting. You know, your your weapons were a sword and a, like, squeaky hammer. Yeah. And every time you hit the person with the squeaky hammer, it would make the noise. And I was like, oh, I remember those. <laughs> uh, I thought the best part was at the end when you fight the, you know, the big boss or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, you're your older self who you were play as in that Final Fantasy game when it releases in September. Uh, I thought that was, like, the coolest part about it. Like, that was interesting. But, like, I found it disorienting to run around in a very 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 big room while you are very small and like all of a sudden you are now a car like you got transported you you were uh, transformed into a vehicle mm. um it was weird like but it, it's final fantasy so I, I i if i say like hey it was really strange people would be like oh, cool final fantasy is <laughs> awesome right i mean it's 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 even it's different weird though than than most final fantasy stuff has been that i've played i think judging just as an outsider this seems to be the strangest final fantasy i've ever seen like from the actual trailers of the game mm. because they're going on a cross country trip mm -hmm. and there's cars and yep. like weird like almost americany things about about the game and then the car flies yes but like i always think of final fantasy as like you're riding around on top of a giant ostrich uh, and you're like, everyone's got weird looking hair and you're fighting giant monsters. Mm. So having like this whole like idea of like, we're going to go across America or I don't know if that's what, what, what the world's called there. This seems like very different. It's definitely not called America. Well, it sure looks like it. But 
and then but you're gonna fight giant monsters along the way along the way <clears throat> yeah the, the sort of setting is, is very different and i mean obviously it was first envisioned as this like sort of opposite to final fantasy 13 so i think that's probably why they it was never meant to be like the main line of final fantasy and i think it's interesting now that it is going to be that but for me the problem i had was that i am really opposite of you when it comes to the idea of the, the turn-based stuff because uh i mean i agree with you when i was a kid i was like this is boring <laughs> you know I, like i want to be able to actually hit something i don't want to yeah. hit a button but as I've kind of gotten older, and, and 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 especially now, the idea of doing turn-based combat and it not being about um, you know how many times I can hit the the square button to hit this squeaky hammer, but you know if I do the right combination of stuff at the right times and use the right characters and all that kind of stuff, then I can I can win this battle and I, and I know ex- exactly when to heal. I know that okay, I'm probably gonna get take this much damage here, so I'm gonna set this character to heal after these attacks go because I know I'm gonna need it. You know, I, I like that feeling. And um, from what I've seen of the combat in the full game, there is a little bit of like managing the people around you more. I guess more in like that kind of Dragon Age way where you're kind of I know you can like instruct people to do certain things and, gotcha. and stuff like that. But for me, like I, the, my least favorite part about it was the the combat. It felt it's the reason why I could never get into Kingdom Hearts, which I've, I've played chunks of. Is that the combat is just like okay, square, 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 square. See, I always square, thought Kingdom square. Hearts was like a, a a full turn base. No, no, it's it's like this. Oh, interesting. It's like this. Maybe I'll go play Kingdom Hearts now. <laughs> uh, your kids might like it to watch it. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of Disney stuff going on in that. Hell, I mean, seriously. Yeah, I uh. I've grown to like Disney a whole lot. <laughs> kind of just happens when you have kids. You're like, oh, wow, I really enjoy this stuff now. Uh, so I, I, that was the part I didn't like the most. I, 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 I always love little person kind of big world aesthetic. So it was cool to like be running up those books. and Yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. Just kind of tripped me out at first. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you change sizes because you walk out of like a, a door and all of a sudden you're like walking through like a, a mouse hole. I would probably get really sick with that in VR. <laughs> And there are those weird, like, little discs you stand on. Yeah, so, like, they change the, you know, the weather, the time of day. And yeah. I don't know if that's just a thing where Square is like, hey, check this out. This is what yeah. the game could look like. Or are those going to actually be there in the game? I mean, I think they might be in the dream sequences, because I think that's the point of the dream. You can turn into a truck. At one point, if you step on one of the other ones, you turn into, like, this giant monster, and you can, like, run around. And Miss that completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that stuff was cool. And I agree with you. The the, the fight at the end was neat, because got you got to use some strategy. They sort of opened up a little, couple more of, like, the... The abilities to you in, yeah. in that moment, and when the when that combat is happening in that way, it's a little more satisfying, right? Because you're juggling different abilities, and when is this character going to come at you, and when is it not, and when when is it good to run away, and when is when is it good to stay and fight? Um, I mean, that character is pretty easy to beat, you know, if, if you're kind of going at it. But um, you know, it, I think when the, in the real game, you'll get much more complicated stuff. Um, you know, for me, a 13, I played a little bit of 13. Uh, the same problems, like, just about everyone had with it. It was very linear to start out with. Um, but one thing that was great about it was that battle system, was this idea of, like, you would stack these, like, sort of things up together, and then you just, like, execute, and all of this stuff would happen at once. And if you if you picked the right combination of things, you could take down an enemy immediately. And, and all the animations were great, obviously, and there was some really cool stuff going on there. Interesting. So uh, I'm, I'm there aren't very many turn-based... RPGs left, um, much more ex- that are not strategy are, are RPGs. That's much more sort of that that realm sort of bread and butter at this point. So it's kind of sad to me that Final Fantasy is going away from that because that was, they stuck with it for so long. Um, but I said the demo, you said it left me feeling it was very weird. I was like, I this does not feel like this is what you give to somebody to say. Do you want to play Final Fantasy 15 it or not? It feels like it almost has. Is the other game going to have dream sequences? I don't know. So like it kind of just feels like. I'm trying to think, was there any other game that was similar to this where they put out a demo and the demo really had nothing to do with the main game? I, I can't think of one. I can't think of one that at least does not echo the mechanics and like the the feel of what a game is going to be. Sometimes they put out demos that aren't actually levels from games, but they are, they just, they still feel like what the main game is going to feel like. Yeah. But I don't know how much of that game, if any of it's going to be playing as young Noctis in this dream world. I don't know. That 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 feels to me like. That's the beginning of the game, and you're gonna wake, you're gonna get in that car, and then you're gonna wake up, and you're gonna be in the car in normal time, 
And, that could be. And, and you're gonna you're gonna be sleeping during your road trip or what have you. So that's that. That it was a weird experience for me. Um, Are you excited to play the game? I am. I, I am interested to play the game, but for me, it's a decision for me. Like, do I actually think I'll? If it's gonna, if it's a hundred hour game, I, I know I won't play all of it. You know what I mean? It's just not the kind of game. There are very few games that can rope me in for even you know for a sixty seventy hour experience. Um, and if if the combat mechanics are great. And there's a lot of interesting story and visual design. Then it may be, but if if it's just if it turns out if we hear, see reviews and they say it's repetitive, if the story's bad, if Final Fantasy always has one since the days they started doing voice acting, one character I can absolutely can't stand to listen to speak. So I'm sure there'll be that one one of those in here. So yeah, I, I mean I I want to hear about what it is more. But you should sort of have a handle on that after you play a demo for the game, yeah. and I don't have that feeling at all. Um, I, uh, I somebody gave me the a code for the the one that came out six months ago or whatever it was the the chapter Duske or whatever. Um, I might play that just to see. That's longer. That's supposed to be a couple hours of like you can just kind of roam around in this like sectioned off version of the, the of the open world that's going to be there. So I'll try that out and see how I feel about that. But again, that's an older build of the game, so I don't even know how much that reflects what the game would be. Too many open-world 100-hour games yes. going around right now. For me, going into it and you know not have play- ever played really a Final Fantasy and it not like immediately grabbing me mm-hmm. and being like, this is something I have to play. It's like, man, you're stacked up against way too many other things right now. And like, there's not even a like in the timeline of games yearly, there's not even a spot that I could be like, well, I'll play it here. Right. Like, there are games releasing just all the time now, and so many of these big ones that, like, like I'm sure, like, I, looking at it, I'm like, that's an interesting thing. I'd probably like to see more of that, but probably never will. Yeah, absolutely. No. I mean, we, 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 we felt it in these last couple of months, where these are the couple of months that you're supposed to have time to catch up with stuff. I have no time, Bobby. <laughs> but, you know, even the time you have to play games... There have been games out that you've wanted to oh, no, play. That, that's what I mean. Is yeah. like there are way like going back like ten years, like two thousand six. I mean, two thousand six. There was a time where I was just like really just like hunkered down playing games. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going out much or anything like that. And there was like no, I was struggling to find things to play. Like I remember I went to GameStop and was like, let me go pick up ninety nine nights oh, because boy. there was nothing else to play. Oof. And I played that, and I was like, okay, well, this is garbage. But it was just, like, like waiting until Dead uh, – what was it? Um, not Dead Space. Um, Dead Rising. Mm. The first Dead Rising. I was like, that game's coming out in three weeks, and I could not wait because it was just something, like, to sink your teeth into. Right. And now it's just, like, a constant onslaught mm-hmm. of things that I want to play. Yeah. Like, my like my backlog right now is ridiculous. Here in the house, not including the, all the things that are, like, I really would like to play Ratchet & Clank when it comes out yeah. next week. Maybe I'll get it when eventually it's a PS Plus game. Yeah. Because I'm not going to get to play it anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. I mean, I just the, just the, in, the, in the first four months of the year, I mean, I played, I don't know. I, I don't even know how. I, thank God there's not an hour counter on The Witness because it, it had to be oh, that game. 70, 80 hours in The Witness. Um, a lot of time in The Witness. Uh, I put 15 hours into Stardew Valley. Um, I've played super hot you know i've uh firewatch i mean that's, that's a short game obviously but you know i've I, I played four or five games that are new a uh, 2016 games yeah. that you don't expect it to have that by this point i did play through all of uh assassin's creed syndicate though so that was a one backlog game i got out of the way i have to go back to that and then quantum break is here so that should keep you busy for uh, 10 hours yeah, yeah a, a weekend probably yeah yeah probably um i'll take that when you're done yeah, you can you can definitely borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Save some money. Yeah. Well, I, I have a week because in, in a week from now, Dark Souls three comes out. So. Ah uh, yes. Can't wait to playing that. I'm getting the PC version of that. Why won't you play Dark Souls three? Don't want to. You beat Bloodborne. I know, and <laughs> I do not want to go back to another one of those. What? Why? I just don't like. I hated myself playing that game. Like there were times when it was like, well, first of all, I had a lot of help. Because our friend Nick was beyond me, like so far beyond me in that game. He was kind of leading me by the hand, like not rejoining my game, but mm-hmm. just being like, oh, you know, 
you're going to head to do a boss area like mm. here and stuff. So I never really went into like certain places blind. Mm. Um, but like, I don't know, somewhere around the, like the halfway to the latter part of that game, I just, I was starting to feel really good about it. And then I got to like that final encounter against the last boss and I lost my freaking mind. <laughs> uh, and so like, I don't know, like I played that game to say like, I did it. Like I, I played one of these and I played it to completion and I beat, if there, I think there was like 18 bosses, I beat 17 of mm. them. Uh, but like I, it wasn't a game that I was like loving playing. You know, like you could play a game mm. like Uncharted's coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah, and, like I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy every second of that game. Like the whole time I was playing Bloodborne, I was like, I can't, I can't do this game. Like I just, I don't want to do this anymore. But I have to, I have to show everybody I could do this. <laughs> and plus, I was just like, you know, Bobby loves this game so much. I'm going to beat it before him. And you did definitely. Still, I, still I waiting. I've never finished a Souls game. Oh. Uh, See, but like I that that drives me absolutely out of my mind. Like I can't wrap my head around that. Like I'm gonna buy this game, and I know I'm not gonna finish it. Yeah. But I'm gonna buy it anyway because I'm gonna play 20 hours of it, 30 yeah. hours of it. I'll definitely get my money's worth. Um, I that, that's the thing for me is like I love the discovery. I love the act of, of playing them, and it's not like I ever stop because I'm like this is too hard. I, I'm I've hit my ceiling. It was like I played for 20 or 30 hours, and I'm like okay, like let me just like play something else for like a day or two because I just get you know get myself pumped back up. And then, but once you walk away from one of those games, it's hard to go back. It's almost impossible to go back because you have to. You you know, if you go back, you have probably a good three or four hours of just being a horse shit horrible at it, it until you get you know just horrible at it because those games are always always ready to smack you with the other hand. You know what? If like a year from now they come out with Bloodborne two, yeah, which they probably will. I think I pro like maybe I, I would jump back in mm. then, but like they just came like Bloodborne just came out yeah a year like, ago a year ago Almost like exactly. I'm not I don't feel the desire mm. at all to like jump back into another one of these yeah I mean it totally makes sense to me I you know for if me if if I was doing if I had played to completion all of the games then I probably would be feeling the same exact way but for me it's like okay like every year I get like twenty to thirty hours of doing this one thing that is unlike any other game you know that that I ever play. And, you know, then I, I put it aside and then I'll just, you know, kind of yeah. move on. I think I put like, I'm probably like 65, 65 to 70 into Bloodborne. Yeah. I, I think so, I, yeah. When I was done with it, I was like, okay, I'm done with this thing. Yeah. I think I hit 30 hours on, on Bloodborne. And I think I was at like, I think I had beaten like 11 bosses or something like that. And that Bloodstar Beast. <laughs> Bloodstar Beast. It almost ended my whole video game career. <laughs> that you really hated that I thing. I did really hate it. And it was like, they, they they do that thing to you. Those games are the only, the only game I've ever played that does thing to you where like I felt like real world depressed, you know, like real world like des- desolation about the fact that I could not beat this fucking creature in this church at the end of this road, you know. And, and then by the time I went, by the time I beat it, I was I had I had just gotten done a bunch of other stuff. So when I came back, I was just way overpowered. Yeah. And it didn't even, didn't even feel good. I was too overpowered because it was just like, it had no chance against me. I think beating that boss that's on the top of that oh, chapel. Oh, yeah. Not the chapel. I, I take the, the top of that the castle. castle. Yeah. The, I, the, the Hearthstone castle. No, Castle Helmhurst or something like, like that. that. Yeah. You know, beat. I, I must have I must have dumped six or seven hours. Like I got real world depressed. I could not beat that guy. And Nick was I like, remember talking to you "Just about it. leave, him. like yeah, just leave." He's it. an optional like, boss. No, <laughs> fuck that guy. I'm gonna get him. And so I got him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I beating that guy was as it wasn't even elation. Mm-hmm. It was just like I hate this game. Like I. That, that, that was the feeling that I came away from. There were a couple of bosses I beat, and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm feeling it now. When I finally took down the first boss, when I finally took down Cleric Beast, it was a good feeling for me. I was doing that on a stream. Yeah. I did that live in front of so many people. So <laughs> many being, like, ten. Yeah. But, so a lot of hey, people still don't watch you play Bloodborne. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it was... Uh, yeah, that, those games are special to me. It, no, but I, 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 I kind of get it. Like, I get the thing about those games. And for me, it's not, it's not the bosses. It's mm. not... You know the fact that it's obtuse. Mm. It's it's the thing that got me in Bloodborne was the level design. Mm. I really really liked exploring and then finding shortcuts. Yeah, and yeah. then going like doubling back and being like, oh wow, I'm all the way back here. To me, that sounded really cool. Mm-hmm. And from the little bit that I've heard of Dark Souls Three, there's not a lot of that. Yeah, they they've been uh, there's some of it I know, but I mean the ki- the king of that is Dark Souls One. Like that was that's like one huge connected world that you can 
you know, you could oh, you can probably basically open up a shortcut so you can walk the whole thing. That's cool. Um, and that that game is a master of of level design. And and, and just like in Bloodborne, you have those moments where you're like, you like kick down that ladder and you're like, where does this go? And then you go down and you're like, oh my god, I never have to do that thing ever again. Yeah, that was really good. When you when you have that feeling, it's it's such a it's such a good feeling. There was a part in Bloodborne where I was walking through the first time I hit the forest. Mm, oh yeah. And so the forest, uh, you know, if if you're thinking about it. You start anywhere, and then you loop to the left, like a ridiculously long like loop. Mm-hmm. And then as you hit the like the, the the apex of the loop, you kind of cut back in. And I mean, the, that must have took me like a solid like hour and a half of just clearing out guys. And I was like, I am so deep. Like at that point, my my highest amount of money was like fifteen thousand, and mm-hmm. I was like, I have like forty eight thousand oh, souls. God. I was like, I have to find a shit. Like I have to find it. Like a, what was it, a bonfire, a lantern, a lantern. yeah. And when I found that shortcut that took me back, it was like, that was elation. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I kind of get these games now. Yeah. And then I ran into some like absolute ridiculous horse crap. And I was like, <laughs> nope, back to hating. I, I, I you know, I, I love the moments where you're walking up on a creature for the first time and you have like this very like, hey, hey, buddy, like what, what are you going to do? And then snakes like pop out of its head. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I used the same weapon, that, that that starting weapon for like the entire game. Would you, would you, what weapon was that? I think it was the one that like uh, the saw cleaver. The cleaver, yeah. The saw cleaver. The saw cleaver is good. And it just like it transforms into that like a big bow staff thing. Yeah. And then you do that charge spin. Yeah. Did that the whole game. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good weapon. It's a good weapon. I uh, I liked uh, the um, the sword that went into the the bigger sword. The great sword, or yeah, yeah, the uh, great. Uh, um, the Kirk hammer was really cool looking, but was. It was too heavy. I don't like playing heavy weapons. Heavy weapons that much. So, uh, oh, when I can have a shield. Are you interested? Well, you would be interested in it then. I know that is a team ninja. Yeah, that's doing that game. I think it begins with an N. Niobe. Uh, oh yeah, it's, so Neo. It's a, yeah, it's a Souls inspired game yeah. in Japan. Yeah, I would like to try it out. You know, it's, you can. How, how can I? At the end of April, they're having an open beta. Oh, nice. I'll definitely, I'll definitely test it out. You know, but it's for me. It's like the like the. Like Lords of the Fallen, right? Which was a game which was like a Western-developed Dark Souls so I, alike. I played that game until I hit the first boss, which is literally like five seconds into the game, and I couldn't beat the first boss because I didn't play Blood, uh, Bloodborne yet. So <laughs> I just could not wrap my head around it, and I was like, that's great. <laughs> uh, you know, those games, functionally, they work very much the same, but From is very good at like the atmosphere and the mystery around everything, and but that's what I like. Team Ninja is also Team Ninja. T- yeah, but Team Ninja, I haven't liked a Team Ninja game in a long time. You didn't play. You didn't like Ninja Gaiden. They, how? When was the last good Ninja Gaiden game that came out? Well, the last. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, but it's been one, a long time. And plus, Team Ninja doesn't have. I mean, Itagaki isn't there anymore, uh, and he was sort of like the, like the the person. He was like the he was like the Kojima of Team Ninja. Did you ever beat that first one? The the no. one like on the, the one Xbox? on Xbox, yeah. the regular Xbox. No, yeah. Ninja Gaiden Black. No, mm-hmm. I did not beat it. I beat that. That was my Dark Souls. <laughs> I, the, the, uh, there's some there's something about Ninja Gaiden I just don't like dig like oh, I, that game. There's there's so many times where it's like I couldn't have known I was gonna die there. This this guy came out of like from off the screen to hit me. I I really like beating that game. I'm is sure it felt good. One of my all time greatest accomplishments. <laughs> I'm sure it felt really good. I'm sure it felt really really. I was good. like oh there's there's I beat the boss. There's another boss. I beat <laughs> the, the end of the game. You beat like six. I have to beat like six bosses in a row with no. <laughs> You die, you go all the way back to the beginning. I was, <laughs> oh man, beating that like I, 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 I screamed loudly. So I think I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get Dark Souls three on the PC, and then I'll, I'll. I mean, the great thing about Steam is that it will be preloaded and ready, to, ready to launch as soon as it's ready to launch. Nice. So, um, I'll probably try to stream a little bit of my first couple of first hour or so that morning, that Tuesday morning of the twelfth. I remember trolling you. When you started your Bloodborne stream, looks boring. This That's, game looks boring. This game looks boring. And then you went on and bought it. Then like two hours later, I had a picture of you with you at GameStop with a game in your hand, giving it the finger. Yeah, but you bought it. I bought it. And who la- who got the last laugh? Because you beat it. <laughs> you sunk sixty five hours of the uh, your life into that game, and hated every minute of it. Hated and it. I got to sit there and just laugh. Just I laugh. still beat it. You did. You definitely did. Um, how you doing with Fallout right now? So Fallout's like the greatest game that's ever been made. Yeah, that's definitely not true. Totally true. <laughs> so, I mean, I've been jazzed on the Fallout franchise since 3. Mm. Uh, never played the first couple, but I played 3 when I was out of work. Mm. And it was funny. Like, I played it and probably put like 30 or 40 hours into it and then beat the game. 
And originally, when you beat the game, it was like, congratulations, oh, your story's yeah. over, and you can't, you can't go back. And then I trade. I was like, all right, great, I'll just trade this in. And then a couple of months later, they announced a patch that would like fix that, so you could go back out into the world. And so I bought it again, <laughs> and then I bought it used or whatever. Um, not the first time that I've traded in a game and bought it again. Uh, and then I sunk like another like seventy hours into it, mm. and I had like you know I had gotten all the achievements except for one. The one achievement I couldn't get in that game was you have to collect all the Pip Boys. At one point in Fallout 3, you go to a place that explodes. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't get the Pip Boy before it explodes, you can never go back and get it, which made me very mad. Uh, so I, I was so excited that Fallout 4 was coming. And then I played it for like 10 hours and then put it down. I was like, I'm going to come back to this. And it took me like three to four months to come back to it. And now I play it uh, religiously every Sunday morning for like three hours. Um and I've dumped, I'm probably like 60 hours in now. And I've completed like 10% of the story. And like, I, as far as side quests, like not really any. Like, I, I mean, some, but then not. Then what are you doing? Walking. Walking and exploring and clearing out buildings. Oh, and here's a gray building. Here's another gray building. There could be a Pip-Boy in here's there. A, here's another gray building. Oh, wait. Oh, there's a broken down gray building. Yes. Fall up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's sit here and talk about this for a second before I jump over. Oh the wait, table. I gotta shoot a giant bug. Okay, well, there's more than giant bugs in the game. So the thing that I think Bethesda does better than any other RPG game out there is like their sense of like you accomplish something by walking in a direction for however long you wanted, because you will find settlements. Uh, you gain XP for finding settlements, which I love to death. Uh, so of course, my my character right now that I'm walking with is Piper. And when you get her to full maximum, um, I guess, relationship status, uh, every character that you could uh, patrol with, the Commonwealth with, when you reach max rank with them, Mm -hmm. so to speak, you get uh, an additional perk. So Piper's is the gift of gab. Uh, so like your charisma shoots up by, like by a whole bunch, but like every time you're exploring, you get like double the amount of XP every time you come across like a new place, and it's like congratulations, you found the Boston South Police Department. So, like, that's what I did in Skyrim. Like, in Skyrim, I just, and I, I mean, I did this in the original Fallout uh, Fallout 3 as well. Like, I would just start in a direction and just keep on walking. Because the, the part about those games I love the most is the sense of, like, this is a very big world, and I'm going to explore, and I'm going to see what I can find that is hidden. So, like, in just my travels of, like, never, like, unless I'm traveling back to a place I've already been, I never try and fast travel anywhere. So, like, I will set a point on the map that has, like, I don't even know if there's anything there, but I'm going to go walk to it. And so, like, I'll come across stuff like, oh, I found a note on a body in the middle of a road that, like, if I wasn't looking, like, not if I wasn't just, like, taking my time looking everywhere I wouldn't have found. And it was like, oh, this, this note was, like, I buried the stuff at the bottom of the river or at the bottom of this lake. So, like, I go dive into the bottom of the lake and there's, like, a, a container or a chest that's full of, like, like, a way better gun than I had and, like, a ton of ammo, which I, like, I'm always running out of and, like, you know, a, a bunch of stuff to sell, like, a great chess piece or something. And it was, like, awesome. Like, I would have completely missed this. And so I sometimes uh, am doing things in advance. So like in Fallout 3, like I, I found a violin and I never got rid of it. And I didn't even know I, I probably couldn't because it was a story-based item. So like at one point, like I found this violin and I went to this lady and talked to her. And she's like, I'm looking for my violin. Like, can you help me go find it? And she's like, you have it. Great. Here's a thousand <laughs> experience. Uh, so like, I don't know. Like I started on the top left of the map, came down on like a little bit of a line. I hit Diamond City, which is like their big mm. central hub. And then like you're clearing like, all around Boston, so like mm. Fenhill Hall, mm. and you know, um, uh, like uh, like uh, all the city buildings, mm. um, and then like I, I've gone out and I've, there's peninsulas that I'm walking down and stuff. Like I just have so much fun exploring. Like yes, you're going into like into some buildings where you will just find like the same type of things, but like that it, it's in those rare moments when you find like a gun that shoots cannonballs instead of a gun that shoots like bullets. You're like, okay, I have a thing that launches cannonballs at things, or I found a gun that shoots rail, like railroad spikes that pin people to walls. It's like I would have never known that this was here just by exploring this random building in this random spot. And then, of course, like you're exploring and now like a giant monster comes out, like like a, a behemoth super mutant, and you're like, I don't have power armor. I'm kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. That's the part of Fallout and Skyrim and like those Bethesda games that I love. Like they, it makes it makes exploring feel super rewarding. Like. I will eventually do all that story stuff, but I'll probably clear out the map first, and then I'll get back to it, and then I'll be able to fast travel anywhere I want to. But, like, you know, I went to the airport, and it was like, 
I think there's something here that I'm missing, and I looked it up, and it was like, oh, it's a story-based thing. I have to come back here during a, a mission, so I should just leave here and keep exploring elsewhere. And I find myself swimming at the bottom of the ocean a lot. Man, play games very differently. Yes. So I know that, that sounds you, horrible to me. I know your thing is like you you have to focus on the story. Well, with Bethesda stuff is a little bit different. Um, like Skyrim, like I wasn't I I definitely my deal with a game like Skyrim is like. Oh, I, but I was never just free walking. I was always like, I'll free walk, but I am gonna like I'll free walk in this direction. But that's because at the end of my free walk, there's a side quest that I, that I, I can go do. Well, like I'm doing side quests yeah. as well. I'm not just ignoring them. Yeah. Like if I'm in the area, I'll go do it. Like yeah. oh, I, I come across a building and there's a distress signal in there. I'll go clear that out and do whatever it is. Yeah, and you know I would do like quest lines like that, and then but every kind of three or four like side quest lines that I would do, I would do like a story like a main story line stuff. Cause I always like to feel like I'm progressing along the way. I think I started the main story in Skyrim like 70 hours into the game. I, I never, I did. I never, I played a hundred hours of Skyrim. I never finished the main story <laughs> because I just, I did, I did like every guild. I did all that stuff. I cleaned all that stuff out. I discovered all, almost all of the map. You know, I did all of like the Daedric artifact quests and everything yeah. like that. Um, and I just like the story is just whatever in, in, in the game. And so that, that's, um, that's why that's for me. But so, but it's the aimlessness of what you're talking about. Like, I love the fact that that Skyrim thing is a, a huge world, but I need to at least feel like when I walk to the end of this thing, like I'm gonna. There's a dot there that I can do the next thing in this story quest I'm doing, and it's. I mean, I will explore when I want to explore, but like I'm a fast traveling fiend in open world games. I'm like, yep, let's go. Boom, boom. Don't want to walk there. Boom, boom. I just, I hate. I hate that feeling of like, okay, I'm walking, I'm walking, nothing's happening. And there are those great moments in the Bethesda games where you come across something like you come across like a shack in Skyrim, and it's like like a, a there's like blood all over the floor, and you know you read a note, and there's like a whole story to what's happening in that in that little shack. That stuff is great. But and with Skyrim, I really have very little complaints, and I think part of me is because the setting and the world of Skyrim is much more appealing to me and interesting to me than walking around this this post-apocalyptic like gray mush that, that that is around there i just don't i don't enjoy walking from place to place um in that game i mean i, I probably I, I didn't put very much time into it. i probably put like seven to ten hours or whatever did you ever get down it. did you ever get down to diamond city yeah i got to diamond city i did i did i did, I did, uh, I did like a bunch of like nicks you know like loyalty quests and stuff like that like i went and did like stuff with him and then um, I, I don't remember where exactly what exactly I was doing at, at that point. I do remember the only time I was really sort of taken with the way the game looked was I was walking in one of those sort of storms hit, one of those weird like radiation, radiation storms. storms, and I was like, this looks really cool, like this green swirl yeah. going on. But I just felt like every time I would walk through the woods or whatever to get to the next building, I was always having to fight like a giant fly and like, uh, an ant and then a dog and it was like that was just like what was happening over and then of course i'd fight you know the mutant the super mutants and, and stuff at times but i i just nothing about it got its hooks into me i just never felt that man like uh, you see like in the skyrim thing it's a very cliche thing they always say they say but like man i see that mountain i want to walk to that mountain and i can just go walk to that mountain i never feel like hey there's a brown hill i really want to walk to that brown hill i always want to know what's over the hill because like <laughs> I, I know that these games are just like full of like hey if you take your time and explore you will find like cool hidden things yeah and so i like you know i, I didn't put a lot of time into the witcher i would like to mm. but like i never felt the need to like really like explore every nook and and you know cranny when i was in there uh, you know other other rpgs like that like oh there's a cave here but like nah, i really don't feel like going to explore that cave in skyrim i felt that a lot mm. But like the weird thing is like I feel the opposite of you is like the aesthetic in this game appeals to me so much more than Skyrim's does. Like I I, I like fighting super mutants and I like fighting, you know the the radiated bugs and stuff mm. like that. I, the, the, like it's the big one. It's the big guys. Like I'm trying to think where I was. I wasn't over by Fenhill Hall. But I'm trying to. What's like another like real famous spot in Boston? I don't know. Like, like don't uh, know. the park. What's the park called? Oh. Uh. Um, I'm not gonna remember right now, but I absolutely know it. Okay, so like, there, it, it's not Central Park in Boston, but there's like, a, I, I can't remember the name of it for God's sake. Yeah, no, but it's like, it's, it's their version of Central Park, basically. It, it's near the theater district. Yeah. So yeah. basically, I'm walking. I know exactly where it is. I'm walking over there, and uh, I can't remember what it's called. This there's like a there's some there's like a body of water, and out of this body of water comes this giant creature. 
that like did not like I did not see it coming. It was just like one of those things where it's like, hey, like if I wasn't walking down the street and like decided to like, hey, let me just go explore this park, I would have completely missed the fact that he was there. And he dropped a when I killed him finally, mm. he dropped a boatload of stuff that made my life so much easier. And like I don't know, like I get it, I get jazzed by finding the books that you can <laughs> read that increases your overall stats. Like for me, I absolutely love their their level up screen. I don't know if it's, it's if it's like this like the very cool music that they play mm-hmm. during it, but like if I can get a giant poster of that thing, I would. Where it's like you know you click on something and it, they do like the Pip Boys do the little movements and stuff, and you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know what I want to pick because you can pick anything. Oh, it's so good. I'm gonna put a hundred and like I'm gonna put a hundred and fifty to two hundred hours in this game. Are we talking about Boston Common? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is what we're talking about. Um, yeah, Boston Common. Yeah, uh, yeah. There is. I have walked by Boston Common playing the game, and there's like that monster in there that like you touch like that fountain, and it like freaks out yes. or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, nope, <laughs> just run away. Nope, I ran right at it because I was I way too like, level. I died like four times to him, but I yeah. eventually got him. Yeah, and and there there are those emergent things that I do like about the game. Like I I, I but for me, like if it, if it was a. a uh, a different kind of game in that world where it was more controlled, I would probably be more into it. What do you mean controlled? You know, just like not the, the open worldness doesn't, doesn't appeal to me in a setting like that. Hmm. You know, if it's like a sci-fi, you know, well, there is an alien gun. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm just saying like, a, like, you know, a sci-fi, like, you know, third person shooter or, or uh, first person shooter. Like that's like a 10 hour experience where I'm going to see these cool things that they're directing me to. Yeah. That that's when that setting appeals to me. But the way this sort of giant, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in the nooks and crannies of this giant area uh, that, that is in this particular setting. Uh, and I think a lot of it, it's not even the, it's not, the fantasy stuff definitely helps me in Skyrim. Like I like the fact that I got spells and shit that I, I, I can shoot out. It's more interesting to me, but, and like there, I still, I mean, again, I haven't played that much of the game, but like there's no, oh shit, that this dragon just landed in front of me moment when I was playing, you know, in, in in fallout and that, i mean it happened pretty it happens pretty early in skyrim you know they, they they showed that car pretty early well they do in uh in in fallout just in a different way i mean you fight a death claw right probably in your first hour yeah but that, and that, i haven't i have not seen another death claw in 60 hours of playing the game i've never crossed it came across another one right because i know i have an idea on the map of where they are and i've avoided that area but like twisted like m- like weird mutant monster like that it doesn't have the same pull to me as like a fucking dragon yeah. just landed in front of me. I think with, for me, you could take, Bethesda could take, you know, the Fallout slash Skyrim skin and apply it to any type of setting and I would be just as jazzed to go and be like, I'm going to walk this entire place. Mm. I, I, it's just something about, and I, I, I get what you're saying. Mm. Uh, it's just something about that, the the way that they reward you for doing stuff and the like, I like the music. Mm. Like, Skyrim had the most fantastic soundtrack does have a great soundtrack. Uh, yes. So like just walking around, you'd be like, you'd see like a waterfall and there'd be like really beautiful music playing. You're like, that's a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, something similar to that. That so. had really good level up sound. They're like, I forget. Jung, 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 jung. Oh yeah. It's every time you would level up. <sighs> I found on, I went on YouTube today cause I was looking for that, but like that when you first go into the level up menu or skill tree in fallout, like this music plays for like maybe like 10 to 15 seconds. And then it kind of just like it doesn't ever repeat itself, but that first ten to fifteen seconds is like glorious. And I'm like, is this I, is it on the soundtrack? So I'm trying to find it. And so apparently it's not on the soundtrack, but this guy kind of just looped it together on YouTube for like ten hours. And I was like, play. <laughs> so I listened to it for like twenty minutes. Uh, yeah. So I uh, I played a couple games that you would have absolutely no interest in at all over this past weekend. Oh, please tell me about them. I played Day of the Tentacle Remastered. Oh God. And Broken Age. See, I downloaded Broken Age. Well, and it was I free. Thought about I thought about playing it when I, I got it on Plus, and like Broken Age yeah. kind of appealed to me because you know I I heard that there was you know cool things about it, a cool cliffhanger at a certain point. Mm. Um, but I doubt I'll ever get around to playing it unless I play it with a guide and just let it direct me on where to go. I'll say this: if you ever had the inkling to play Day of the Tentacle, uh, don't. <laughs> just n- not not because it's not a good game, but even for me who likes the idea of, of these kind of games it's it's you know it's it looks really cool and i i like the way they upgraded the the, the visuals and i think that 
they kept like the same amount of frames of animation, but up, but it, it's really high res, and so it has this very kind of like old school cartoon look to to me. You know, like the cartoons that you watched when you were a kid, that your parents watched when they were kids. You know, yeah. that that kind of look, uh, which was cool and very good voice work. You know, it's very funny and clever at times, but some of the way you solve the puzzles is so incredible. I had, I had to start looking at a guide because at a certain point, I was the point where I was like, I'm just stuck. Like I have no idea what to do, and. The and when I look and you, you a lot of times when you're doing puzzles, you look at the answer and you'll be like, oh, of course, like I just didn't think about it quite the right way. Yeah. Nope, <laughs> not in this game. It was like, you have to you know take the spaghetti and send it forward in time to this character. It'll become wet spaghetti. You then you put it on this mummy's head. Use the fork from this 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 character. Send it to this character. Spin the fork around. It'll make it, the mummy look like it has good hair and it'll win this hair competition in in the future. I would punch my TV. <laughs> And just a lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that, like, in some ways makes sense, but in other ways, new, you really the only way to solve it would be to go around and just, like, drag and click everything onto every place you could drag and That's click That's how it. I'd probably, ha- probably have to play the game. Yeah, so it, it is a sort of, like, a museum piece for me. As someone who didn't play that game when I was younger and didn't does, don't have any nostalgia for it or affection for it, uh, it, it's a very, very much a game of its time and, and place. And so I, I enjoyed the the cleverness of it, but I, I don't think anyone who doesn't, isn't going into it with that sort of mind frame would end up really enjoying playing. The I game. like what you said to me. What? When you said, uh, uh, about to, uh, when we were talking uh, through text about oh, playing day. Uh, oh yeah. I said, <laughs> I said, well, this is definitely not a Justin game. It's not a Justin game. Anything that requires po- solving a puzzle or anything above a normal person's amount of patience. And it is out for you absolutely um so then but then i was like you know what like i I liked the idea of playing this game let's see what this game looks like 20 years made 20 years later same creator tim schaefer double fine runs double fine at that point he was at lucas arts when he did made day of the tentacle but you know obviously broken age very famous for the huge kickstarter and all that kind of stuff and i wanted to see what what does an adventure game look like 20 years later and Playing Broken Age was was really a, a treat. You know, it was something where you could definitely see where they streamlined a lot of a, a lot of what was going on in, in Day of the Tentacle and, and those times of adventure games in, into the into modern times. But there's still, I mean, you still have to collect stuff. You still you'll collect stuff at a certain point, and you won't have any time to use it until maybe two hours later. Um, you know, you're gonna have to. There's you know, there's puzzles to it. You're like, where where can I use this thing? And there are combinations of things. You, you have something you have to combine things in your inventory, you know, to make something else to, to do something. But the game is much better about leading you those places, you know, um, sort of subconsciously. Like, you know, giving you markers to take you certain places and, you know, giving you visual clues to, to show you what sort of how you can move from here to there. Um, now, what's better to you in those type of games? Is it the mechanics that pulls you to it, or is it the story? Uh, it's definitely the story, and it's story and characters. You know, I, I think with Day of the Tentacle, it's definitely the characters, because the story is very kind of goofy and fun, but not something that would drag me through a, a, through a game. Broken Age, I think, has a really good story and a really uh, interesting take uh, on on uh, this this sort of coming-of-age tale that, that that's going on, that, that that's there. All the voice acting is great. There's one character that's just amazing. There's this like, like uh, this kind of wolf, just talking wolf, and he has this very like, oh, you're ready to stop playing children's games, voice. It's very. It's like it's time to step into the real world. Okay. It's very. It's very awesome. You ever played the fall? No, I haven't played the fall. It's on. It's, I have it. You should play. Download that. it. I, I definitely want to play it. So, uh, like, adventure games just don't speak to me at mm. all unless they're made by Telltale, mm. which aren't technically adventure games anymore. Not anymore, yeah. Um, but I played The Fall because I heard Giant Bomb talk about it. Yeah. And even though, even knowing the ending of episode one, I, episode two is eventually coming, supposedly. Maybe. Um, I wanted to see it for myself. And so I played that game for the, maybe like for the first half of it without a guide. And then towards the, like, the latter half, I was like, you know, screw it. I just, I want to, I want to see how mm. we get to that point. And uh, if like, if a game has a good enough story, like I'll play an adventure game, and like I have no problems using a guide. Like, yeah, that's not. I'm not there to actually play the game. Uh, right. I'm there to see the story. Yeah, and I think it depends. Absolutely, I think it depends on what you want to get out of, of the game. I, for me, Broken Age was split up into two parts when it first came out, and yeah. the two parts came out relatively far apart, but almost a year apart. I think the two parts came out. Uh, 
I think the first half is something that you could play without a guide and have a great time and be really into it. And it does have a really awesome cliffhanger at, at, at the end. Obviously, when you play it now, it just goes into the next section immediately. Loses a bit of meaning. He loses a bit of meaning, but st- it's still a great moment. Whether okay. it's a cliffhanger or not, it's a great moment because of what you've been building to on, on both sides. Um, and much like you know, the older games as well, they do this thing where you can switch back and forth between... There's two characters in the game. Um, and you can switch back between the, the boy and the girl character at will you know if you're i'm kind of stuck right now i don't really know what to do here let me go over to the other character and, and do stuff there and, and kind of get me there but the first half the kind of basis the, the the idea of the game is there are these two stories there's a boy he's on a spaceship um which seems it's like a from what you know obviously you're not getting any backstory you're kind of in the perspective of the boy he's sort of from what the computer tells him the last remaining human from his like race or from his from his planet interesting and this is like a kind of like a lifeboat almost like a you know like a kal-el situation you know you're gonna go somewhere and try to help us you know keep on our legacy somewhere else because our planet died kind of thing and and uh and the other story is about this girl named vela who lives on she's on a planet you know i mean they don't none of this is earth none of it's like anything like that it's just like a, a, a a kind of universe of its own she 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 lives in a village um with and it's a it's like a area of a bunch of villages and there's this monster like this kind of like cthulhu like monster that comes every like couple of 14 years to take like sacrifices from the town and as long as they sacrifice i had no idea i know it happens right at the beginning um as long as they the town sacrifices these girls the 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 monster won't destroy their their villages weird fella is one of the girls who's being sacrificed and she fights back um and it's not everyone wants like all everyone thinks it's a great honor to have it happen so it's a very sort of like indoctrinated society about that kind of thing so and then that the story is about you know the boy on the ship sort of something's up on the ship like something is going wrong that's where kind of that wolf character comes in into, into play he's the, the kid is starting to realize that all the sort of adventures and stuff he's been going on are maybe are not so real um and the girl is trying to figure out what's going on and, and a way to stop this creature. I'm a thousand times more likely to play this game now. <laughs> it's it's a very it's, and it's 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 very it's both exciting, it's funny, it's goofy sometimes, it's you know it's wistful at times. It it's it's definitely has emotional heft at, at, at times as well. Um, the second half of the game, the story is still really good, but. It feels like I don't know what happened in the interim between the two games. Maybe they got criticism that the first half wasn't as old school adventure gamey as people that. kind of backed it up wanted it to be. So there is a lot more of that sort of like I don't know what the hell to do here. And it's not as much like I probably had to look at a guide like four or five times, you know, where I was like, okay, like I just want to see what what happens next here. Um, and I've tried everything I can think of at, at this moment. And sometimes that looking at that, it was better than the other because I was like, oh. I didn't, of, of course. Like there was a couple of those moments. There was a couple. Of, there was one. There was, I think there was one or two moments where I was like, I never, ever in my life would have figured that out. Um, I've had so many of those in the witness. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this game is like nothing compared to the witness. The yeah. witness is, is, is like a just mental aerobics all the time. But, <laughs> but I really enjoy the and Elijah Wood voices the 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 boy character. I, I don't know who voices the girl character, but the they're both great. Um, and there's just a really they've been a very interesting world, and I love the art style in it. Um, it took about 10 hours to play both sections. So five hours for each, um, which is pretty standard for like these type yeah. of games. So definitely cool. I would definitely, I mean, it's, it, I have, it's all. Yeah. Play it. Yeah. I'm a hundred. I, I seriously, I'm a hundred <laughs> times more likely to play it now than I would have before. Uh, I played half of day of the tentacle on my PS4 and half on the Vita. Um, so the first time I, I had to charge my Vita. Oh, I got rid of my Vita, but I wanted to lay in bed and play it. Mm. Um, and, and how are the load times? On the day, day of the tentacle, perfectly fine. No, it was like almost identical to playing it on the PS4. Broken Age. Oh, but I heard Broken Age is terrible on the Vita. There's, the, you know, you walk between a lot of different little areas. and like, What is it, like 10 to 15 seconds each page? I don't know if it's 10 to 15 seconds, but it's like at least five seconds. And like, there's no, there's no load on the PS4. So you just, you walk and it's just, you're in the next area. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like sides, it's 2D. So yeah, you're yeah, walking yeah. from little section to little section. And it take there's no low there's not even there's not even like a a a, a millisecond on the PS4 you know there you, and you walk in bet- when you're trying to figure out a puzzle you walk a lot in between like the four or five areas that make up like a little strip of a little real estate so you're trying to figure it out yeah exactly 
And on the Vita, it was like, okay. Uh, and some of them, some of them were like when I had to switch characters, it was like twenty five seconds. It was like I'll put the Vita down and like wait for those twenty five seconds to load and like look at my phone, you know, while while it's going on. I remember you telling me that you were playing Titan Souls on <sighs> your Vita. Couldn't do it. And geez, uh, that was he- like hefty loads in between each death, and you die in Titan Souls a ton. Yeah, you die. You could die. You die almost immediately. I was a lot of times. Loading times were longer than my lives. Yeah. That's, and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't. You ever go back to it on PS4? I didn't. You know, I just, it, it was like, my, my plan was I was traveling. I was like, I was traveling for work. I had a couple flights that I had to go on. I was like, perfect. I downloaded that game. I was like, perfect. I'll play it on, I'll play it on the plane, mm. you know, and it, and it just, I'm sitting there in the airport and the first, the first boss, I'm like, I, I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't be afraid to die in a game where all you do is die. die. You know, it just, it really bothered me. And like, I think it points to both what is strong and what is so weak about the Vita, which is that the only thing the Vita gets is ports of console stuff, right? It's like, you know, the indie games, everything's on Vita and PS4, you know, and it, and, and that's great because you can play those games on both places and it cross saves and you can just go. But because they're not games made for the Vita, they just don't, they run like shit, you know? Like make a, if you, they made games that were and again they didn't sell so it doesn't make wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But like, this is why I think Sony has always had a problem with their handheld hardware, which is that they're like you can play exactly what you play on your TV. We can play in your hands. Nope. And that's but that's also, that's not what people want. You know, it's just like I want if I want to play something that is on my TV, I want to play it on my TV. TV. I don't want to play it in a little mini form in my hands. You know, that's why I think. Nintendo has always been better with that because they're like, yeah, you're gonna get a totally different thing. Like, if you want to play handle games, they're totally different over here. You're not, you don't, don't expect them to look like this. Well, let's see what the NX comes out with. Yeah, what, we'll what see. It looks like we'll see. We'll see about that. That's did you get fooled by those controllers? No, definitely not. I did. Definitely not. The second one, I did. The second one, I was like, that's that's a if this is a fake, it's a very elaborate one. And it was. Yeah. The 3D printed fake, um, just because it looked too much like exactly like that patent they put out. Yeah. And like that never happens. So also Nintendo. So it, it, for all I know, they could have been throwing everybody a curveball and was like, "Yep, that's what we're doing," because <laughs> nobody would have expected it. You know. So that that's the only reason. That's the main reason I thought that it wasn't going to happen. But you should go back to Titan Souls. I, I probably will at some point, but it's just one of those things where it'll 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 only happen when it's like, you know, it's like that two or three days in between, like when I have one game or another game, where I'm feeling like I have another game to start, but I don't really want to commit to like another long game right now. Yep. Let me just throw this on and play it for a little while. I mean, that's what I've been using. It's called Hitman Go for. Like, whenever I'm between things, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna knock out like go back to that. five or ten little things here, and then you know, I'll put it. I'll, uh, it'll go away, and then next time I'm in between games, like I played like five, ten levels before I started Assassin's Creed, and then I played ten levels after I finished Assassin's Creed. So I'm gonna tell you really something stupid I did in Hitman Go because I looked and I was like, oh, it's got a platinum. Cool, I'll get this platinum. And so one of the things was like you have to make a hundred moves on one level, like. Um, it was like do a hundred moves on one level. So I thought it meant like you had to die a hundred times on one level. Oh God. So I died a hundred times on one level, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." Trophy didn't come up. It was like literally wasting like a half hour. And then later in the game, I'm playing this one level, and I'm just moving back and forth, like trying to figure out like if I move this way, this way, this way, this way. And then it was like, then it popped, and it was like, "Oh, you giant idiot!" <laughs> I love that. I love that you did it without trying. Yeah. <laughs> They need those trophies need to be a little bit more clear. I think in Hitman Go, I cleared that whole first area, mm-hmm. and uh, so like I, I haven't moved on to the second part, but I haven't gone back to it yet. Yeah, I think I'm on the third or fourth box good. or whatever. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a it's a fun like. Let me just play this for, for twenty like, minutes. Yeah, fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, and then and then move on, and, and it's it's fun, especially when you can't figure out how to finish something, and then you do, and you're like, oh, if I just do this, and then that, and yeah. then this, and then this. Um, and then it, it, it's a it's a good feeling. I had one of those where it was you know finish this level in like four moves, mm-hmm. uh, five was un- five and under or whatever. And man, I spent like a half hour trying to figure out like every possible combination. And then when I finally figured it out, it was like, well, that was way easier. I should have gotten this like twenty minutes ago. Well, I'm at the point now where they've added so many new and different like enemies. Like there are like uh, snipers now. Yeah. And they have these laser sights, and so you have to plan like if there's an enemy, you know, on the, on your you know, that's parallel to you, it will block, and so you can move past. But if but if you're in the in the sight when when the one's blocking you, you're gonna get you'll you'll get knocked over, you'll you'll die. Um, these like dogs that like if you if, if you get in their view, they'll chase you. 
Oh yeah, I've seen the do- I've seen the dogs. Yeah, um, but it's cool because you, it, it helps you too. It helps it, it, it can help you rearrange the board in the way that lets you, you know, pass through it. Um, it's a cool game. Yeah, it's a cool game. I'm excited. I'm excited for when the next part of that full Hitman thing comes out. I'm not sure exactly when that's gonna be, but I think it's this month. It's well, way. you keep getting them for free, so <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> now I probably will. <laughs> Only you buys a console and has somebody else buying you free games. I, I don't even know what happened because I mean, there's no way you know that you can't on. There's no way to gift games on. Um, PS uh, on PS4 or Xbox One. You can't gift a specific game to somebody like digitally. Um, s- but I so the thing has started happening where and it's happening for a while. I just I didn't really notice it until recently. Games just are popping up in my library. Ridiculous. So it happened. It it, it happened like a, a year ago for the first time. Mortal Kombat X like ended up, and I just thought like I saw I saw it in my like apps. And I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, this is like a, this is a demo. Okay. Mortal Kombat X was bought, was somebody bought it for Jackie on that Xbox. Okay. So that. I mean, but that's not necessary. That's, we'll, we'll have to compare notes. I know. Uh, something. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, so uh, that'll be really funny uh, if that's the case. So the only thing. So that happened, but I didn't even notice it. I was like, oh, must, that must be a demo. I always meant to delete it. I just never did. Um, and then I didn't really notice it until this, like a week or so ago. Cause I turn on my Xbox and Metro 2033 and Metro last light were just downloaded on my Xbox. Those are just on sale. I think. On yeah, Xbox. I think so they some... were. And I had thought about buying them and I was like, and I was like, did I buy those games? And I just forgot. Like, did I sign onto the Xbox store and just be like looking through and went buy. And then like, turned off the xbox and, and and forgot about it but no like they're they, they were there and i was like okay and then i i turned it on the next day and i get the little pop-up boop, the division is finished installing amazing and i'm like i didn't i didn't buy the division maybe karen did yeah karen definitely didn't buy the division <laughs> then it makes no sense yeah so i'm and then the, i'm not getting charged for these games at all, um, and uh, apparently also, I looked in like because I was like, are there games that like I didn't like install that I have that I don't know I have, and I'm pretty sure that I have Rainbow Six Siege. It's a good game as well. Um, but so those all just kind of popped up, and I did some research on it. And the only thing it's the only thing it could possibly be that it seems like is that someone else has this Xbox listed as their home console. And they're buying games, and you're, and because of that, even though it's not their home console, you're you, you're allowed to play them. And we talk about this because Jackie, who's on Talking Games, I I bought her Xbox One off her, her first Xbox One off of her, just a couple months after she bought it. And she was like, "I don't want this anymore." Yeah, that was no, that was a fun conversation I had with her. Yeah. So, and but and so there's a chance that like. That was the setting, but when I got the Xbox, more I just completely wiped it because there were games on it, you know. Um, there, there were there were there were there were games on it, and there were stuff that like. But the thing is, like, I didn't have like Rayman Legends all of a sudden. True, you know. I mean, I eventually it was on. It was a games were gold, and I downloaded. I I, I got it that way, but like I didn't just have it at, at any point. It's so weird. Um, good for you, but it's yeah, and it's like. I, like it, the part of me initially was worrying because I was like, oh my god, is like it's something. Does there like. Somebody, am I paying for these games and I'm buying someone else access to my thing? But that doesn't seem to be the case. I mean, I, I'm going to ask Jackie. I'm going to ask if anyone has bought those games on 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 their on her Xbox. Because if they did, then maybe there's just some weird like hiccup with it. Hiccup with it where it just didn't. Because her profile isn't on my on my Xbox anymore. I know it's so strange. So it's a very weird thing. Because I went and checked, and there's no other profiles associated except for mine and my wife's. It was funny. Uh, like a similar type story is uh Eric. Uh, was playing WoW for years and years and years, and he stopped playing it for like you know, for a while. And somebody in China like hacked him, and uh, took over his account and like bought the expansions and stuff. And for some reason, like Eric was like, "I'm gonna jump back into WoW for a bit." <laughs> and this guy had locked him out, so Eric like proved that you know, like no, like I I created this account and stuff. 
So Eric got back into the game and had like the last two expansions for free and stuff because the guy bought them, like changed credit yeah. card stuff, but like the account belonged to Eric. That's so crazy. So he was able to hold on to the, all the expansion stuff. He's like, thanks, random person. Yeah, that's so crazy. Somebody hacked my account when I was playing Guild Wars, mm. took over the account, and I went back to it after a year and was like, hey, wait a second. And then uh, no expansions or anything came out. But when I came back, I had like three max level characters. I was like, okay. That's a weird thing. I know. Like, why would you do that? I When I I played WoW for a very, very short amount of time, like I tried it out like a couple of years ago. I was like, let me see what this is like all about or whatever. And I played it for a little while and like I enjoyed it. But I was like, I just like, it's, I understand why people get like so obsessed with it, but I can't keep going yeah. you know, with it. And I sort of like just left my account, like you know, I canceled my like you know the monthly subscription or whatever. But somebody like hacked the account, but then was using it for like like gold farming, like badminton. So Blizzard was like locked my account and like wouldn't let me wouldn't let me in, and I had to like go through this huge process to to open it back up. Because um, when one of the expansion came out, I was like, let me let me just try it. You know, let me just maybe it was like the Warlords of Draenor or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I played it for like. A day and I was like okay I'm done again but it, it's just one of those things it was a weird I like I understand like that thing when people are using it to their own gain but someone's just like hey I'm just gonna take this guy's account and play the game for a little while yeah I guess they want to pay for it so I guess so yeah. Free. yeah I guess so it's just a weird thing yeah and the guy the guy buying buying expansions with his own money on someone else's account and then so he lost he lost all that it is a Eric, cra- Eric thought it was the best it's a crazy thing it's a crazy crazy thing anyway I think that's that's it for our, our first show. Okay. We didn't do as much disagreeing this time around. We did a little bit. A little bit. But the point of the show is just we're going to talk and naturally we will agree to disagree. Uh, oh, uh, trust me. It'll, it, it'll happen. Yeah. Once we get into the the big season of games and movies and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure it will. Comic books. Comic books. I'm sure it will come up. Quite frequently. Yeah. If you want to hear us agree to disagree a lot, you can talk about comic book stuff. That'll get like a good quick. Uh, I'm telling you JLA is out of continuity. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a conversation. I was like, I was like, Justin, I'm reading an interview with the writer, and he says it's in continuity. I don't care what he says. It's out. It's out of continuity. <laughs> like, okay, I mean, I'm not gonna. I guess I can't really fight with you too long on this because you're being an irrational, crazy person. But that was me that <laughs> night. Um, so you yeah, look forward to a lot of stuff like that uh, along the way. Um, Justin, how can people get in touch with you? They can follow my Twitter, where I tweet occasionally, mm-hmm. sometimes. Mostly, thanks for the invite to Bobby and Jackie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I'm at Jaroak, J-O-R-O-A-K. And I'm at Bobby Shortle. Um, just my name. So Boring. Boring. It's got to keep the brand going, man. Yeah, I know. There's too many Justin Townsends out there. Got to keep the brand There's like five alive. of them. There's another Bobby Shortle out there who always tries to get up, buy up stuff before me, but I was there first. But BobbyShortle.com, like... 15 years ago really yeah that's that's kind of crazy <laughs> uh as a as quick aside uh the 100th episode of talking games mm. is uh next week bobby's gonna be joining us yes. on that one uh we have we're, we're, ki- we're kicking around some ideas uh we might do a listener call in mm. uh if we're gonna be doing that which we, we think we're going to we'll, we'll we'll send out the information on the uh the talking games uh twitter feed which is at talking underscore games, and uh, we'll set that up. But we're we're looking forward to it. Uh, the hundred episodes is a big deal, and uh, we will treat it like that. Yeah, call me when you've done two hundred. Jeez. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if there pe- any, anybody who's like really into the idea of calling in, let us know. They should tweet at us or you know send us an email. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's the email for the game side of thing? There, it is talkinggamespc at gmail dot com. There you go. And I will see that right away since it is attached to my phone. <laughs> So there you go. Justin is at your beck and call. Yeah, um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for our first episode of Agree to Disagree. Thank you so much, Justin. Whatever, Bobby. And we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Goodbye. <laughs>